to the sixth episode of Combo Chain. I'm Paul M. Davis, and uh, on this episode, I'm just going to be doing it by myself, um, but I've got a very exciting uh, game to be uh, covering for you, which is uh, the very first Nier. I'd be discounting my love for uh, the work of uh, Yoko Taro, um, at least uh, in uh, Nier and uh, Near Automata, um, uh, the Dragon Guard games are, uh, you know, they have their own Yokotaro charms, but uh, they're they're a little rough. They're a little rough. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, it's just gonna be me for the next uh, hour, hour and a half or so. We got a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it with. Uh, a little bit of uh, Nier, also known as uh, Nier Replicant or Nier uh, Gestalt, depending on uh, where you were when you uh, came when the game came out. So here we go. So yeah, um, Nier was a uh, action RPG released by Square Enix in uh, 2010 for the PS3 and Xbox 360. And uh, yeah, it was part of the mad genius Yokotaro's career-long narrative that's uh, run all the way from the Dragon Guard series to Nier and most recently uh, Nier Automata. So all I got to say to that is uh, Square Enix, uh, please giving, please keep giving this man all the money no matter what you have to do to do it. Um, you know, like, I don't know, take some money out of your next uh, crappy uh, Final Fantasy reboot. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so the uh, development of the game, um, Nier was actually uh, intended to be a follow-up to uh, Dragon Guard 2 for uh, the next-gen consoles, uh, specifically the uh, PS3. And, uh, you know, despite this, uh, as development went on, it was considered to be an Xbox 360 exclusive, as uh, the aim was to create a game that would appeal more for uh, Western audiences, which was kind of a thing with JRPGs at the time. Um, I think 
roughly around the same time, maybe a couple of years later, uh, Shin Mikami Tensei did uh, Strange Journey, which was uh, SMT's uh, attempt at uh, courting a uh, Western audience until, uh, you know, until some of these JRPG designers just kind of figured out that um, what Western JRPG players wanted was uh, the, you know, the real stuff. They didn't want it to be pandered to. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, this, this game doesn't really do a whole lot of pandering. Um, so what they ended up doing in the end is uh, they released uh, Near Gestalt for Xbox, in which the primary character was old. And uh, near replicant for the PS3, which uh, portrayed him as a at a younger age. Uh, when they uh, came over to the US, they were just both called near. Um, and uh, despite a few dialogue and cutscene changes, the differences were really minor. And uh, the game was developed with by uh, Cavia, which uh, also uh developed uh, the Dragon Guard games, which uh, have their own charm but are uh, broken in many other ways, and lots of uh, gameplay ways. Um, so yeah, it was developed by uh, Cavia with assistance from uh, Square Enix, which uh, probably explains why it plays a lot better than the uh, Drakengard games. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, Yokotaro considered the game to be the true Drakengard 3, and uh, was given completely complete con creative control by uh, Square Enix. And uh, interestingly, uh, Taro took inspiration from uh, character action games like God of War during the development. And uh, this was like specifically in the way that uh, battle styles differed between bosses and uh, regular enemies. You know? And so yeah, when it comes to mechanics, uh, there's nothing too radical here. It's more in the way the story is told. Um, you know, you got, uh, pre-standard action RPG mechanics, uh, near, uh, attacks enemies with a sword and later with magic, he gains experience and money for the enemies he defeats. And, um, you know, the one thing that is really kind of unique is that while much of the game takes place in your kind of like standard 3D overworld, uh, in some rooms and buildings, uh, the game kind of switches to a 2D platformer. While uh, certain battles are a uh, top-down shoot 'em up, which uh, kind of previews in some ways uh, near Tomita, because you know Yokotaro loves his bullet hell, and uh, thank God for that, because you know action RPGs with bullet hell elements are are a good thing in uh, in my uh, in my book. So yeah, it's uh, it's worth giving you a little bit of background. Um, so, uh, prior to Nier, um, uh, let's see. Well, Nier's World is a spinoff from, uh, Drakengard 2. Um, and in the fifth ending of Drakengard 2, uh, multiple endings are not a new thing for, uh, Yokotaro. Uh, the giant queen beast was teleported through time to modern-day Tokyo. She unleashed a killer virus the uh, disease white chlorination syndrome uh most of it most people that were con were that contracted it were turned to salt 
and others turned violently insane. By uh, 2009, the country had become a war zone between uninfected humans and a mad, unstoppable horde, and it became a pandemic leading to the creation of Project Gestalt. The hope was that the souls of the infected could someday be transported into human clones. Since uh, this could take generations, androids were created to watch over the program. And uh, hundreds of years later, the disease died out, but the human clones had developed their own sentience. And then thousands of years later, when uh, Nier begins, uh, the world is entirely populated with these doppelgangers that have their own uh, sentience and souls. Um, so... Yeah, uh, if you can't, you know, if you've played Nier Automata, uh, some of this might actually sound uh, familiar. Um, there is an incredible uh, detailed lore breakdown that I'm going to throw in the show notes by somebody who just, like, went to all of the, like, auxiliary information and breaks down all the uh, lore. So... Yeah, um, <laughs> check out the show notes for that. That's uh, pretty much going to be uh, a good time. I just uh, um, actually uh, put it in a format that I can uh, send to my Kindle so I can get deep into it. So yeah, you know, uh, here we go. Here we start. Here we go. Starting with the game near, uh, which starts with a prologue that uh, begins in the year 2049 in the remnants of an unidentified city. Um, this uh, blizzard that's been going on forever encompasses the district, and uh, the ca- it catches a couple of survivors, a dad and his young daughter, in a bitter cold with literal cover and insign- insignificant nourishment. Um, his daughter begins hacking up, uh, implying she has the quote-unquote sickness. And uh, there's a baffling book lying on the ground that between them, you know, between them, that uh, is insulting the dad with its capacity to help. Um, he basically just needs to hand over his spirit to get Tome's uh, abilities. Then, various beasts known as the Shades show up, and the dad wards them off to save his girl. Uh, with the assistance of the book. And, uh, you know, despite this, in the wake of uh, overcoming the shades, the uh, daughter becomes more debilitated, which, uh, you know, kind of a uh, tragic game. Way to begin the game. Shul Haram 
So yeah, now we're uh, moving on to part one of the game. Uh, the story uh, continues 1,312 years into the future, where a man named Nier endures a uh, similar struggle. His only daughter, Yona, has succumbed to a violent cough and must remain in bed while he searches for a cure. Um, as time has passed, the world has uh, become more agrarian. Uh, villagers live in modest homes. There's... Uh, sheep and other animal gra animals grazing the land and uh you know the entire village knows about yona's illness and uh supports near by hiring him for odd jobs and errands and uh meanwhile he hopes that the village's wisest member papola and her twin sister devola can discover a cure uh then one day yona leaves to seek out the lunar tear flower her father told her about and um, she may have gone off in search of the lost shrine where Popola told Yona the flower blossoms. So uh, Nir uh, goes uh, searching for the lost shrine where he uh, stumbles upon a talking book capable of wielding magic. It calls itself the Grimoire Weiss. The two team up to defeat the Army of Shades and uh, two living guardian statues that are in the lost shrine save Yona. Um, turns out Yona is suffering from the Black Scrawl virus, which is uh, linked to the Shades. And uh, by partner partnering with Weiss, Nier can uh, use now use magic. So uh, the two begin their quest to search the lands to collect all the sealed verses that Nier hopes will give Weiss the power to destroy the darkness and save his daughter. And uh, yeah, in their search, they uh, encounter the foul-mouthed intersex woman Kane who is part shade, and uh, a young boy named Emil, who, uh, whose eyes petrify anyone that gazes upon them. Uh, he joins Nier after trying to find a cure for his eyes. Um, their uh, quest culminates in Cain uh, becoming petrified in order to seal a deadly shade beneath the library. Meanwhile, Yona is uh, carried away by the Shadow Lord, who is kind of uh, the king of the shades. And uh, he uh, carries his own book, Grimoire Noir. So then we go on to part two. Um, so five years later, since uh, Yona was abducted, uh, Nier doesn't believe that she's alive. Times have gotten hard for the locals during this, uh, these interceding years. The uh, entryways to the town stay shut consistently and food is rare. Uh, news from the outside world only occasionally makes it to the town due to the expanded number of shades in the uh, neighboring fields that uh, make it hard for uh, communication. And the shades become far harder to uh, wipe out. They're uh, furnished with plate protective armor and uh, use swords. And uh, the world is unrest, uh, all thanks to the Shadow Lord. Uh, meanwhile, Emil believes that he has found out how to unpetrify Cain, and he and Nier voyage to a lab beneath Emil's chateau, where uh, Emil begins to recall his past. And uh, the deal was, uh, he and his sister Halua were the subjects of trials into weapons research being directed under the manor as a feature of the Gestalt project. His sister, number six, was used to make a de definitive weapon, while uh, he, number seven, was kept available for letter. Um, this weapon, his sister, is an enormous, deformed, skeleton-like animal. And uh, once uh, they come across her, uh, 
Mir finally uh, crushes her, but uh, Emil needs to uh, seal away her capabilities. Um, this, however, has the symptom of changing Emil into a comparable skeleton-like body. Uh, but he uh, realizes new skills, so uh, no harm, no foul. <laughs> uh, so un after unpetrifying Cain and overcoming the shade, the three set out to discover the parts of to a uh, cornerstone that uh, helped them fight the Shadow Lord and uh, Grim War Noah. So uh, yeah, they uh, they go around on their quest, and uh, you know once they find the pieces, the group comes back to the place where Weiss was initially found to uh, battle the Shadow Lord, and uh, there they encounter the twins Papala and Devola. We reveal to them that the entirety of the rest of the people on the earth are not in true people in truth people, yet replicants or shells from the Gestalt project. They explain that uh, the undertaking was at first fruitful, yet the replicants started to gain their own awareness and became humans of their own, overpowering the uh, souls of the humans that they were supposed to host. Um, the shades that Nier has been battling are actually the remaining parts of people from some time in the past who have uh, capitulated to the infection, driven by desire to uh, return to a genuine body. So, uh, yeah, Devola and Popula are pretty pretty bad characters. Um, and I'm going to hold, hold my breath here uh, to avoid any kind of spoilers. So, um, so yeah. Um, however, uh, when uh, Devola is murdered, Popola takes steps to devastate everything and until Emil sacrifices himself so that uh, Nier and Cain can proceed. So Nier, Cain, and Weiss arrive at the Shadow Lord's chamber and uh, subsequent to uh, vanishing Grim War Noor, they uh, find that the Shadow Lord is the first Nier from the gray game's preamble. So yeah, the dude you played at the beginning with the uh, horribly tragic story, well... That's the Shadow Lord. Um, and uh, that is the original Nier. And uh, he was basically the uh, essentially a guinea pig for the Gestalt project, driven by a desire to save his daughter. Um, so having taken Yona, he is given the first uh, Yona her replicant body. Yet um, this Yona understands that she can't keep it as she hears the replicant Riona calling her dad. She abandons the body, and uh, Nier and the Shadow Lord fight. Uh, during the battle, Weiss loses his entire being and vanishes, leaving Nier to battle the Shadow Lord alone. In uh, the wake of beating him, Nier and Yona are brought together. Or are they? Um, because this is a Yoko Taro game, uh, there are multiple endings. And uh, we'll uh, get to that just after this. Hey, this is Paul. Just breaking in here. Um, I just wanted to let you know that uh, if you are uh, so inclined, uh, you could uh, support uh, Cobble Chain and our other podcast, uh, Mega Ten Marathon, on Patreon. Basically, uh, yeah, it costs us about $50 a month to uh, do our hosting and uh, also be able to do uh, long, 
range uh, recordings uh, at a high quality. Uh, we use a special service for that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a little pricey. So uh, um, we're not looking to uh, get rich or make a new career off uh, our podcasting, but we love to uh, have some help uh, with our uh, costs. So uh, yeah, if you uh, want to uh, throw down any amount, $1 is great, $5 is great, even grab better, but uh, anything you can, um, go to uh, patreon.com backslash mirror image studios. That's patreon.com backslash mirror image studios. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for the support. So now we're on to the endings. Um, I have to admit, I did not play all the endings. So uh, I pulled the uh, synopses of the uh, four endings from uh, fandom.com, which uh, makes me a bit of a hack, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, uh, yeah, ending A, basically, Replicant Nier is about to kill Gestalt Nier. Um, he gazes at the Shadow Lord, now having lost all hope. Replicant Nier hesitates for a second before dealing a final blow. Afterward, Nier goes to Yona's side, worried that when Yona is not responding to his calls. Soon, uh, Grimoire Knight Weiss, after losing his body, uses the last of his strength to speak. He tells Nier that she will awaken when someone says the name of the one she loves the most. The player is then given a choice to write the character's name. If entered correctly, Yona slowly opens her eyes and observes her father after five years. Kane goes on to leave, but is stopped by Nier, asking if uh, she wanted to stay with them. Uh, she declines, saying that she has her own shit to take care of, and uh, who doesn't? Uh, the scene shifts over to Nier and Yona back at the village, sitting on the hill near their house. Yona runs up to a sitting near and gives her father a lunatear as they both lay down on the hill. As the scene shifts again, showing an adult Yona and the Shadow Lord about to take each other's hand. Then the adult Yona takes hold and hugs the Shadow Lord's arm, hinting that uh, the Gestalt, Nier, and Yona have reunited. Ending B starts the same as ending A. After Replica Nier defeats Gestalt, Nier, uh, the scene then changes to Gestalt, Nier scrunched up, uh, weeping to himself, alone in a white void, as he regrets all the hardships he put Yona through. Flashback occurs with uh, Yona and himself alone in the grocery store. He tells her that he isn't hungry, while Yona tries to force him to eat something. The scene reverts back, and images of the enemies the replicant ear killed gaze at him while he cries to himself. Um, Gestalt Yona, in her uh, young form, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, Gestalt is, uh, you know, for the, uh, it describes the, uh, you know, prelude and earlier versions of these characters. So yeah, Gestalt Yona, in her young form, comes to greet him and thanks him for always being there for you. Her shares the cookie with her father, Emo, who uh, survives the blast, crash lands in the desert. Now he's just ahead, and he uh, goes out to search for uh, Nier and Kane bouncing and rolling into the distance. And ending C is a continuation of endings A and B. 
After Nier defeats and kills the Shadow Lord, as Kane goes to leave, she uh, begins to relapse. She then goes into her shade form, forcing Nier to fight her. After Kane is incapacitated, um, Tyrion explains how Nier can save her, either by killing her or forgoing his entire existence for her. If the player chooses the first option, Nier stabs Kane as he kisses her, finally ending her pain. Uh, Tyrion tells Nier Kane's last words, thank you. Um, a lunatier falls next to a distraught Nier. He picks it up as he gazes through a window. Then he goes home and lives with Yona, with both living out the remaining days before they die from the Black Straw. Um, and then there's Ending D, which uh, falls up. It's, uh, if the player chooses to sacrifice his entire existence for Kane, the player's data is erased and, uh, everyone forgets he ever existed. Um, this seems to be a, uh, Yoko Taro trope. Uh, Nier disappears while Yona thanks Kane for saving her. The lunatier falls on the ground, which Kane picks up. When she holds it, she has a flashback of Nier and mentions that it feels like she found something special. And it's worth mentioning that uh, ending D is the uh, canon ending that uh, leads into uh, Nier Automata. So yeah, that is uh, that is Nier. Um, I guess final thoughts. Um, this game is really great with uh, some unfortunate and probably caveat fault to fault um, kind of. Uh, messiness in some of the uh just kind of playability um like i said it plays a hell of a lot better than any of the dragon guard games but when you come you know when compared to like say near automata um this is this is not a platinum game that we're dealing with and um i would love to see a uh remastered version of it and i'm sure that you know well it could happen Considering that Nier Automata was a uh, um, was a uh, surprise hit, but uh, I would really like to see a remastered version of it, um, maybe uh, redeveloped uh, from the ground up, and um, because there's just so much interesting going on here. Um, I know that I've really focused on the story in this game, but like the story is. You know, the gameplay is good, but the story is, like, really, really what makes it stand out. Um, and, you know, it has incredible pathos. Um, it is incredibly, you know, depressing in the way a Yokotaro game is. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. And, I don't know, uh, Square Enix doesn't seem to be in the... Uh, you know, in the uh, business of uh, remastering games that did not sell that well. So, you know, maybe we can get, uh, you know, Platinum and uh, Nintendo to work out a deal with uh, <laughs> with, with uh, Square Enix. Um, and uh, since uh, Nintendo is uh, the uh, saviors of all the uh, unloved franchises out there. <laughs> um at this point in time um but yeah uh i would say if you have access to a ps3 and uh want to pick up a copy it is well worth your time um you can only get it on disc but i got it on amazon for like 13 bucks 
So, you know, uh, it's definitely out there. It's cheap. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's definitely worth your time. Um, there are a few parts that really drag, but you know, all in all, it's, it's an experience. Um, you, uh, you later on get to, uh, ride animals, which is always a positive in my book. And, uh, so yeah, I would recommend, especially if you've played Nier Automata to go back and, uh, give the original Nier a try. And um, certain things in Nier Automata will make a lot more sense to you uh, once you play Nier. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, even though I uh, didn't have a guest for this episode, uh, let's see what we have coming up next. Um, oh, yeah, it's going to be uh, Final Fantasy XII. Uh, the Zodiac Age. Um, gonna have a couple guests on for that, and um, <laughs> coming up after uh, that is uh, going to be uh, Hyperdimensional uh, <laughs> Hyperdimension Neptunius Seven, which uh, I know nothing and have <laughs> some uh, certain prejudices against the Hyperdimension to mention uh, Neptunia series. Um, luckily, uh, Fletch, which hasn't been on Combo Chain yet, but has been on Mega 10 Marathon uh, uh, many times. He's like our unofficial fourth uh, host, is a huge fan, and uh, he is going to explain Hyperdimension Neptunia to me, and I am going to play the seventh game, and uh, yeah, a uh, good time is going to be had by all. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, like I said uh, in the uh, little ad earlier, if you could support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com uh, backslash Mirror Image Studios, that would be awesome. Uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes would be great. Uh, we are still a new podcast, and those ratings and reviews really go a far away. Uh, we're also, uh, on Google, uh, play and Spotify and, um, we have a Facebook page and, uh, yeah, if you haven't, uh, given it a listen yet, uh, listen to my other podcast, uh, which is Mega 10 Marathon. And, uh, it's a game by game journey through the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona games. And that can be found at Mega 10 Marathon. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with uh, my uh, solo solo gig. And uh, yeah, see you soon uh, for uh, Final Fantasy XII.